Fallen! You gotta stop looking back. When you get looking back, it's a stiff neck. Listen, there's only one flavor to a margarita, and it ain't strawberry. You know, find social groups, hang out with like-minded people. We're gonna talk about whatever the fuck we wanna talk about. How's that? Have you ever had a corned beef taco with mustard? All right, all right. Everybody take a knee, drink some water. I know you all want to get the fuck out of here, so let's get this show started. All right, welcome to Fallen 360, everybody. I've got uh, Abe McCann here. Nice to meet you, everybody. And I'm uh, Mario Aguirre. Of course, you guys don't know who we are because this is our very first episode. So uh, why don't we get started? Sounds about, good, Mario. How about that intro? You like that intro? I thought that intro had a little bit of a Spy Hunter theme to it, so I'm digging it. That's cool. I'm glad you dig it. Um, just wanted to let you guys know that I uh, want to thank you for joining in. Uh, we promise that um, we're going to be a little bit more entertaining than this uh, first introduction. Uh, just got to get those jitters out of the way. Uh, we do have a couple of drinks here just in case to help us with the uh, um, getting through this first podcast, so that's always good. Cheers, brother. Salute, senor. And uh, just so you guys know, not to jinx our inaugural podcast, but we are coming live from the Hotel Congress in Tucson, which is rumored to be haunted. I think so. I think I saw a ghost in the bathroom. These lights are flickering, but I don't know if that's because we got like 4,000 things jammed into the uh, the outlet here, but we're about to find out. Yeah, I think that ghost took his pants down. I'm not sure if that was a ghost or a homeless dude. <laughs> Uh, actually, I think it was a homeless man. Uh, was it? Is that what it yeah. is? I saw a lot of weird people up front, man. When first he was a little here. upset when he tried to wash your windshield and you didn't pay him. So. so that was not a ghost. No, that was not a ghost. All right. That's like, good to Scary clarify. as all hell, but no, that was an actual human being. I thought we recognized uh, some veterans, too, as they're walking in and out. And uh, I think you all know what we're talking about. Beards, hats, boots. The 511 <laughs> gear here is just phenomenal. I mean, if, I, if 511 wanted to have a runway show, this is the place to do it. I mean, we talk shit about hipsters all the time, but aren't just veterans another form of hipsters? Really? They're like tactical hipsters sometimes, you know? We've got our quirks. We can't we can't deny it. And that's the thing you're going to learn about this podcast is we will talk about the good, we will talk about the bad. And the ugly like you. <laughs> Yeah, have you seen yourself? <laughs> but we will laugh and we will have fun. We will focus on the positive. We will acknowledge the issues that we are dealing with as a community. But if you think we're going to sit here and feel sorry for ourselves, then you found the wrong podcast. Yeah, and that's uh, just a kind of caveat to that is uh, we really do want to emphasize on that positive note. Um, not only talking about uh, positive shit going on in our community, uh, we're also going to help people out as far as getting them to real resources. Not just go over what's going on and shit on the, uh, you know, the VA community and the veterans community and all that stuff. We actually want to come up with solutions as well. So part of it, uh, part of the deal is we're going to bring on guests as well who are doing great things, right? So uh, role models, if you will, whatever you want to call them, uh, good dudes, uh, people that are good fathers, good mothers, uh, had a great um, you know military career and are now successful on the outside because there's nothing that gives me more of a a boner than a successful veteran, right? Abe? Well, having said that, before we right? jump too far into your boner there, player, let's talk about our mission statement. The Fallen 360 podcast was created by two U.S. Army veterans, myself and, and Mario, yeah. in order to serve and educate veterans and their family members about the issues that many of us face when transitioning from the military back into the civilian world through conversation, humor, and the utilization of experts serving in both 
the private and public sector. Fall in 360 will continue to be the guiding force for those seeking assistance in the veteran community. So in other words, we got your back. Fall in 360, we're here to talk, we're here to provide uh, expert advice, real world experience, and just so you know where we're coming from, Mario and I represent the world's greatest average soldiers. Okay, so we are not super Delta Rangers. We did not complete the Q course. We did not join the CIA afterward. We're just two guys that answered the call. I can't talk about that stuff anyways if I did. Well, okay, so one of us anyway did not join to. the CIA. We're just two guys I that said yes. You, I won't let you know who, which one of us did or did not. I can neither confirm nor deny. And by the way, that was great. Uh, you did not just read that from a phone either. You no, just, I did not. That, that just straight off the heart. That's straight up from the heart, made up right uh, uh, in his head. There's uh, no cue cards in this office. That is the um, whiskey talking or whatever that is you're drinking. I don't know. Um, this actually, sir, is uh, this is a single malt Coca-Cola. Oh, great. That's awesome. Uh, same here. Anyways, so uh, why don't we just get into this then? Uh, I think we got a few sponsors. Right? We so, do. We do. Uh, you want to go on? Uh, let's talk about uh, Mechanical. So we, we are one of it? our chief sponsors is Mechanical Industries and Chief Consulting is a consulting firm for projects long, big. I mean, wait, what? what I are mean, you talking about? big and small. Are we talking about sponsors still? No, we're talking about uh, consulting. Oh, okay. consulting. No job too big, too small. Whether it's security, aviation, logistics, legal, from heroes to zeros, we've got you covered. And why don't you tell us about our other sponsor? Wait, Mario? wait. Before you go any further, is that really what it is? That's exactly what I it is. I had no idea. I thought, it it was a, a, I thought you were doing t-shirts. No, it, it is a consulting firm. <laughs> Wait, you, you, I unfortunately... You didn't just leave the military and then create a t-shirt company? No, I, I missed that. Oh. I missed that one class when I was getting out at our TAP program where okay. they taught us how to, you know, here's your DD-214, here's the number of the VA, and <laughs> here's a t-shirt company outline. Yeah, I missed that class. Wait, there's a number to the VA? Well, there's, there's several. I don't know okay. which ones work, but we'll get into that. Well, thank you for that. I, I, I know that you, you are enlightening me, too, as well today. Um, listen, I don't have anything written down for our next sponsor, but it is Year Round Patriot. So if you want to buy yourself or get yourself some uh, patriotic uh, decoration, whether it's uh, wooden or uh, paintings, anything like that, for any occasion, uh, Year Round Patriot uh, is the, the place to go. And you can find us on... Uh, Facebook right now, Year Round Patriot. I do not have a website yet just because I love, uh, and by the way, this is my company, so I'll just put it out there. Uh, I love uh, working with wood. I'll give it some time there for you guys to, to, to uh, it's, it's episode it. one. I'm going to refrain from obvious I, uh, jokes. I, uh, I love painting. I love artwork. I'm that guy. And so um, I love Americana style, right? Anything that looks red, white, and blue old school, uh, that old style, uh, I love it, right? And, and I'm being serious. So I created that uh, out of just kind of a necessity for me to relax, uh, a way to, uh, to um, you know, uh, loosen up a little bit, uh, get back into my, my roots of painting and coloring. Honestly, uh, I didn't do enough uh, of that and artwork and things like that while I was in the military. Uh, kind of lost that part of myself, I guess. I don't know. So, so let me just tell you, if you have a war room, if you have a man cave, a garage, a patio, and you want to put some America on it, this is the company to call. I, I work with, with I work with pallets, and I, I work with like he said, he's good things. with hardwoods, softwoods, long, short wood, and all that stuff. Smooth woods, rough woods. Yeah. I can smooth it down to him really good at sanding down the hardwood. So, uh, if you need anything, uh, hit us up on Facebook, and as uh, 
we grow um, I'll probably get a website but who knows I really don't want to work that hard right now it's just for fun nonetheless they're sponsoring this show because they paid for my mic exactly so <laughs> thank you to our sponsors for putting up with us and giving us the opportunity to reach out to the veteran community and their families um, we're just going to tell you right off the bat this show is a really interactive show once this show goes live on all platforms we want your feedback tell us if we're good bad tell us what you don't like Think of it like an after-action review. If you're going to trash us, at least give us something good. And if there is nothing good, then let us know. But we'd like one, one, one sustain and one improve from everybody once we start putting this stuff out. By the way, if you hear it, oh, there I go again. I'm already stumbling. How many have I had? Anyways, if you're hearing some creaking noises, that's not the ghost. This fucking whole place is creaking. The table is, the chair is. Abe's going to say that it's because I'm fat, but that's not true. This whole fucking place makes noises we're in a hotel that was built in the 1800s it's haunted it's made of wood brick and mortar Didn't and it burned down like in the it burned down 1900s? once and they built it up again so if we wind up you know cutting it short because the building collapsed don't be surprised and if you hear some kind of uh, uh, Latino music in the background, that's because it got a band right outside our window. That's actually not a band. It's the Ghost of Pancho Villa. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, him and his people used to raid this area of the country. They'd yeah. come in, steal supplies, take them back to Mexico. So it is not it is not the patio band outside. All right. Well, um, I think it's time, man. Let's get into our first show. Uh, what are we going to talk about? You wanna... So, you know what? Let's talk about this. Let's talk about the show. Let's talk about you, and let's talk about everything that we're doing here today. Let's so, talk about you? Eventually, but not right away. We can, we can ease our way into that. So here's the show, like we said. The show is going to consist every week uh, we're going to address an issue in the veteran community. We are going to share some personal experiences or maybe some experiences of others that we know closely that are, that are relevant and help everybody understand what's going on. Then we're going to go ahead and go transition into a segment of the show where we bring in a subject matter expert, someone who is actively involved in, like, say, the VA or employment services or education service, someone who on a daily basis work with, works with our veteran population and can provide that quality expertise, that insight on how to deal with some of these or issues. Or somebody that's just inspiring, a freaking yes. business owner, an entrepreneur, uh, someone who's freaking... Uh, healthy as fuck competing in uh <laughs> being successful so obviously buff. that won't be us hosting that episode not yet you know but someone to look forward to man someone who's got no bullshit excuses um anyone like that that's where we're gonna get here and sometimes it's gonna be you and me man because you know what i know you know what you're right it. so me and you are pretty much uh we we know some stuff in this field too so let's talk about that why don't you go ahead and take a minute mario start from the beginning Tell us what brought you to this place today, what you have to offer, what your idea is for this show, what your goals are, and, uh, you know, but lastly, tell us, why the fuck should I listen to you? All right, so check this out. So I started, this is Fallen 360, the podcast, obviously. Um, I started a Facebook page about four years ago uh, called Fallen 360. Uh, as you know, in the military world, Fallen, right, is a command to get everybody to get into a formation so you can... Whether you're the first sergeant or whatever you know leadership role you're in, you get everybody's attention, right? You tell them some kind of special instructions, what you're going to do for the day, whether you're going to let them go for the day or for the weekend, whatever it is, right? 360 is pretty much all around, right? 360 all around, encompassing everything. So I started this because I saw a lot of um, people in our community 
Um, you know, there are some that are, you know, just uh, focusing on comedy, a lot of uh, funny stuff, which is great. That's awesome. Uh, but uh, they weren't really getting any results. They weren't really uh, helping anybody, right? There are some places that were trying to help people, but then all you'd see on their Facebook page or on their websites were negative comments. And why can't anybody help me here? And why can't I get this much money? I'm a Vietnam veteran. And why do the 9-11, post-9-11 veterans get more shit than we do and vice versa and things like that? And so I was just seeing a lot of negativity. Then here's the other piece too. I deployed, not that it matters. I know you deployed too. A lot of the uh, younger kids and privates and people coming into the military, anybody in the military now will tell you, or that was in before and is still in now, will tell you that it is different. It has changed, right? Um, a lot of the freaking people that were, um, you know, uh, coming into the military as well did not have that same sense of respect, sense of duty as everybody else had. So it was a whole new world. It was all changing, right? And the ones who had not deployed didn't quite understand uh, what everybody else had gone through. And I'm not trying to tell you a sob story here or anything like that. By no means, that's not what we do here. Uh, but there truly is a difference, right? And so I wanted to create a website or at least a um, Facebook page because that was the easy way, uh, you know, four or five years ago. And uh, where at least people would have access to that, right? And start, you know, telling a good story, still having fun. And then I would be able to share my information, you know, and the knowledge that I had, um, on that page as well. Now, do you want me to talk about so the knowledge? Before, of <laughs> before we move on a little bit, just touch a little bit more on that whole difference of experience. So you kind of Thank touched you, on sorry. Vietnam vets, and you talked about post 9-11 vets. Oh, I mean, and you, you started to highlight some differences. So why don't you touch on briefly what you mean by the different types of services? So here's the thing. Everybody says, you know, when you're out of the military, you know, you're a veteran, look for other veterans, right? Because we're all the same. The truth is we're not all the same, right? Not everybody has the same likes. I mentioned earlier I like painting. Yeah, but I also like shooting. Uh, I like to do guy shit. I like to fucking cook a steak. I like to uh, smoke a cigar. Um, I'm not into motorcycles, but I know a lot of veterans are, but that's okay. Um, anyways, my point is that not everybody's the same. Now, and that I'm talking about just post-9-11 veterans, right? Now you start adding the different generations. Do you think that I'm going to get along with a 60-year-old man? What kind of things will I have in common? I know people are probably going to start talking shit now and say, well, that's not true. You know, I got respect. I have plenty of respect for all veterans, right? But I'm not going to sit somewhere or, um, you know, meet up with a, a dude every freaking day or every week and expect for that person to be my best buddy and all we do is talk about war stories. That's great every once in a while, but I'm sorry that's not productive, man. I'm not going to say that the VFW... No, and, and you bring up a good point in the sense that... And the, we don't uh, have much in common, man, other post, than the, the military. The, not only has the way the wars are fought changed, but the, the people who have fought them themselves have changed. So you look at a Vietnam veteran generation, right? They got the short end of the stick. Yeah. They were treated like shit. Starting with the Gulf War, the very first Gulf War when America was involved in that, the troops were treated, they were praised, they, they came home, everybody loved them. It would support the troops. Everybody rallied, you know, and our Vietnam vets, unfortunately, nothing, didn't man. get that. So I agree with what you're saying. Not only are the ways we fight the wars changed, but the people who fight the wars have changed, and our experience is different. Even in our war, if you look at our war, the post-9-11 generation, this war has been going on for almost 17 years, 18 years now, whatever. And there are people, like, for example, you're a father, I'm a father. There are kids that I babysat that have gone to war now. 
Yeah. And even in, in our own campaign alone, the experiences are different. You've got our generation, you know, I'm about 41, and then you got the, the millennials. You got kids 20 years younger than me. Going in now. And our experiences are even in. So continue. So before, you know, I just want to say, here's the thing, man. I respect the hell out of Vietnam era veterans. Everybody says, you know, World War II generation, greatest generation, sure. Um, they fought, you know, a huge war. Uh, America changed after World War II. So the whole plenty, world changed. The whole world changed, right? Our economic. I mean, we put on the moon. The, our veterans from World War II put a man on the moon. Those are the people, right? We had about 30% of the population yep. at that time were veterans. So great. But Vietnam era veterans, I hold a special place in my heart because of them, we now have the things that we have as far as resources. The VA might not be perfect, but it's better than it's ever been before. They have more resources out there. The community is more aware. We have people uh, standing in lines at the at the freaking airports when we come back. These guys and girls didn't have that shit. All right. So I just want to make that clear. Now, with that being said, I still might not be able to connect with someone like that for many reasons. Um, and so I need to find somebody that I can look up to that I can uh, talk to, that I can hang out with, that I can be like-minded. Sometimes, and I know this is another one's going to blow your freaking mind, sometimes that's not a veteran, man. If I want to be an entrepreneur, who am I going to look at? If there's a veteran that's an amazing entrepreneur and he lives around me and he's in my area, in my community, yeah, I'm going to go to that person. But if there isn't anybody available, except for maybe a civilian, someone who might not know much about the military, but I really want to focus on being an entrepreneur, I'm going to follow that dude, right? That's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to do the best I can. So my point is that it's not just about being around the veteran community. It's about seeing yourself, looking that, okay, being a veteran is great, and it did a lot of great things for me in the past. I grew from that. I learned a lot, and I'm going to keep some of those things that I learned from the military, and there's some things that I'm going to kind of put put in the past, right? And I'm going to move forward. So that's the whole point, man, is to trying to be positive and grow from that, whether it's being a better father, like I said, better, better husband, uh, a businessman, um, you know, whatever it is that you're, that you're into, right? Uh, just kind of growing and becoming a better person from that. So, so, so having said that, and that those are all great points, tell us a little bit more about the person you are. So what was your service experience? Are you married to get kids? Give me the, give me the whole load down right here. So, you know, uh, I'll kind of go back to that Fallen 360. So I started that, you know, for all the reasons that I just talked about, and then more, and you will learn more about this as, as the show progresses and things like that. But, um, you know, from that, I, I, I was running an employment resource center at the time, and it was for veterans so how, and their so family members. So how did you members. get to the resource center? How did that so happen? So I was actually in the National Guard. So just for everybody to, to, to know, I'll, I'll tell you my, my military experience real quick. Uh, you know, I was a National Guard for 11 years. Uh, part uh, part of my, my time was in with the Texas Guard. I deployed with them with an artillery unit. I was artillery before. Uh, then I came to Arizona. I was artillery here for a while. Then they did away with that. I went to a public affairs unit. So here's where it gets kind of crazy, right? Um, a lot of the things that I, I learned uh, that I do today were because of that public affairs time that I did. I, I did a tour there in Iraq as well, where I was uh, in charge of editing a newspaper, 24-page newspaper. Um, I was uh, the layout and design guy, actually. Anyway, so I learned a lot in that whole thing, right? I'm not going to get into the whole history or my whole background, but I had a little bit of combat experience, and I had a little bit of uh, public affairs experience. I learned a lot from both, 
right? And so I utilize both of those uh, deployments and, and both of those experience nowadays, right? Technology and, and, and art and things like that and being able to write, I learned from being in a public affairs unit. So it's very useful now, right? So I use that. Uh, came back, um, I actually started working with the National Guard in their Yellow Ribbon program where I help people reintegrate back into civilian life, uh, the families, the, the um, you know, the veterans coming back from overseas, uh, whether it was finding a job, financial assistance, family uh, issues, whatever it was, I, I connected them to those resources. So I made a lot of connections during that time. One of them was to the current employer that I'm with. I won't mention who they are, but um, I work with the community now still, and I've been with them now for so five I know you, years. I know you don't want to mention them by name, but uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what they do? So for five years now, I've been working with this organization. Uh, we, we both do, as a matter of fact. So we um, we pretty much connect uh, folks out there in the community, uh, the resources that are out there, uh, the uh, employers, everybody that wants to do something, help veterans out. We didn't want to recreate anything. We wanted to connect all those folks so that they're all in one place, that the veterans can actually find the resources that they need, right? That's the main thing. And then we do that through many different ways. One of the, the things that I do is I'm one of the trainers. So I help train the community on veteran culture, hoping they understand culture and understand exactly what we're going through uh, and how to better assist service members and their families. So that's one of the main things that we do. So uh, the other piece too, obviously there's always a lot of things going on in our world. Um, we got uh, employment, right? One of the biggest things is employment or uh, our, our veterans being underemployed, right? Um, what else is a big issue right now going on? Suicide, man. Suicide is probably one of the biggest issues uh, out there right now as well. But in order to really help with the suicide issue, we have to get to the service members, the family members, before it gets to that point where they either you know commit suicide, obviously, or even get to the point where they're just ready yeah, to do it, right? It's a huge, it's a huge issue. You, you can't be with someone twenty four seven. You can't no. stop them. So what, really what we kind of said it. though in the beginning of our show here was that we're going to focus on solutions. We're going to identify problems and focus on solutions. So. One of the things that we're, we're going down this road right now, so we've heard, okay, you were in the military. You started this 360 Fallen. You've done some of the Yellow Ribbon Program stuff. What other things in your life keep you motivated? Are you married? Do you have a kid? It's like, what is your daily, what is your daily life like that, that it contributed to you being here today? So, yes. <laughs> yes, to all that shit. Uh, yeah, I'm, um, I'm one of those weird, awkward... Uh, uh, service members that's uh, I'm, I'm not quite married but I'm married you know what I mean so I'm with uh, I think they call that a common law marriage I, I'm, a, I'm a common law marriage I guess you know uh, divorced twice to the same lady you know <laughs> that's weird as fuck but anyways I'm not gonna get into that shit but yeah you know I got a good relationship you know but I had to do that on my own um, not necessarily on my own but I had to find that help or decide make the decision whether I wanted to have a good relationship with the, the the mother of my children, my ex-wife. So how, and then how many kids do you have? I have uh, five kids altogether with a new relationship. So we're like a veteran Brady bunch, and uh, I've got three of my own, but the other two, you know, they're they're mine too. Now I claim them. So at least that's what I say on my taxes. But anyways, no, I'm just kidding. Um, kidding, not kidding. So 
five kids all together, man. She's also a veteran herself, right? So it makes sense. We understand each other. Uh, we're together. It's 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 an odd relationship, but it works, man. Uh, we love each other. We love the kids. That is probably the biggest reason why it works is because we love the kids. But we had to do this and tell ourselves, like, you can't just go into a relationship like this and then expect things to all just work out, right? Um, we really had to work hard at it, right? Um, and a lot of it was with us just saying, hey, look, this is what's really going on, telling ourselves the truth, being honest with each other, and then either getting the help you needed or acknowledging that you needed help, right? Well, that would be the first step. And so just kind of identifying that and saying, yeah, man, it's, 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 this is going to be a fun adventure. Uh, you know, I love you. You love me. Um, I love the kids. Uh, let's do it for them and find that one common thing, right? And so that's kind of what we did. That's what we decided to do. And that's what keeps us going. That's what keeps me going still. To be honest with you too, you know, my kids have always been my number one thing. My son, my oldest, who's now what, 16, um, when I first joined the military, he was only a few years old. And I always told myself the way I'm going to get through basic training was because of him. If when he gets older, when I tell him the stories of when I was in the military, I could either lie to him, right, and tell him I did great things uh, and I didn't do great things, or I could fucking suck it up, try to do my fucking best, and tell him the truth that I did great things and I did awesome shit. And honestly, that got me through. Every time that I wanted to quit, every time I didn't want to do one more push-up, every time I couldn't do another mile, I thought of him and I said, you know what, this mile will be over soon. This fucking push-up, this PT test, this fucking ruck, this uh, obstacle course, whatever the fuck it was, you know, I knew it would be over. And in the end, I would have a great story for my son. So, yes, I did it so I could tell a story to my son. And that's, to this day, my kids and my family, that's what keeps me going. And that, yeah, there's a lot of resources and help, but it was because I chose them first that I decided to go get that help if I needed it, right? So... That's, so your family sounds like they've been a strong, positive influence in your life, and they've led you to where you got to today. Your time in the military helped get you through. So having said all that, knowing that there's still a driving force in your life, what do you hope to get? What do you hope to get out of doing this podcast? Like, what are your goals for it? How do you envision it, lay, it playing out eventually? And well, I think this is just an extension of first the Facebook page, Fawn Three Sixty. So. First, if you have not gone to Fallen 360 yet, go to Fallen 360 on our Facebook page, all right? Um, we've got some funny videos on there. We've got some videos with a lot of good uh, information as well. I did a thing uh, about a year and a half ago. Remember when that whole 22 push-up challenge thing was, was a big fucking thing? I did something where I did something instead of the 22 push-ups a day for 22 days, whatever, bullshit. I mean, it was cool. It helped out the community. It brought awareness. I'll say that. It brought awareness, right? But here's what I said. Okay, that's fine. Let's go with that theme. I did for 22 days, 22 resources. I did one resource a day for 22 days. One day I focused on employment. One day I focused on suicide. One day I focused on family issues. The next day on financial issues, things like that. So for 22 days, I did that. So you're going to see those videos if you go on Fallen 360. This, what I hope, is an extension of Fallen 360. Those funny videos, those serious videos, those instructional videos, all that shit, right? That's what I hope to, to, to gain from this podcast. Uh, that we get more knowledge out there. That we get the resources to the people and that we can fucking make some people laugh 
right? Because you have to mix it up with that, man. If we sat here and said, listen up, you know, you really got to get some help, and this is where you're going to go do it. I mean, shit, just monotone like that? Who's, who's going to listen to that shit? I'm sorry, what were you saying? Exactly. Are you talking about like the last 20 minutes? Oh, no, just you said <laughs> you, like somebody else got in the room here. Just... It's that fucking ghost, man. It's that yeah. ghost. Hey, by the way, is that fan? It, it's... Is that fan fucking up the audio or no? I don't know. I don't know if you guys could hear that. We'll edit it out if we can. I can't do that, dude. I'm not that good yet. Well, you Anyways, need to try. You need to how's try. that intro, by the way? You know, like, I think the intro is pretty the intro? sick. The intro is cool. Let sounds, us know about that like, intro. Like I said, it sounds kind of like Spy Hunter. So, is there anything more you want from me, man? I, we're gonna no, have I think I think I think you summed it. You you, you summed it up there. You told I us who you it, are. Zoomed it. Well, you're kind of fat, so I was thinking sumo. Zoomed I was thinking sumo, <laughs> and I'm looking at you. So my bad, but no. Yeah, yeah, you summed it up pretty good. You let us know who you are, what I'll you are, and what you want. I fuck it up too much, you know? man. I, I think I just rambled on a little bit, but that's okay. It's well, you know, it's your first talking. episode. You little, you got the opening day jitters as they speak. You know, so you make a lot of good points. You know, you really do. Um, you I know like that fucking band outside, man. That band sounds cool. <laughs> you know, but like I said, it's not really a band. It's the ghost of Pancho Villa and his and thing? his raiders coming through South Tucson here. You know that one place we talked about the the other hotel, the one on the side of the mountain. Oh, the, yeah, the, the Star Pass or, or whatever, pass. yeah, the, the at, Marriott. At five or seventeen hundred for your hua motherfuckers. At seventeen hundred, they they pass out free shots. You ever been there at seventeen hundred? No, I have not been there. At, they pass out free shots in the bar area and outside, and they do a shot to the Pancho Villa, whatever, and they do a whole saying, "Parriba, abajo, or whatever. And by the way, if you haven't noticed by now, we're Latinos. Well, this guy's. Part I'm Irish, Irish and Mexican. So he, he's a weird mix. So, but anyways, they do that whole thing. But free shots at that place at 1700. Well, it sounds like your people are calling. <laughs> it sounds like your people are calling. So you uh, we're going to have to stop by tomorrow. So as the gentleman said, I... Uh, so how I'm about actually, you, man? I'm actually Irish and Mexican. So my... That's a, uh, that's a great segue, man. Why don't you tell you know me what, more about so, that? You know what? Basically, it's a corned beef taco with mustard. That's about <laughs> the best analogy I could come up with of what it's like to be Irish and Mexican. Um, so, like Mario, I'm that's a veteran. My, that's of, my favorite part of the intro. I'm a veteran of the United States Army. I was a 12 Bravo combat engineer. For those of you who knows what that means, um, if you were ever at Fort Leonard Wood, we are the real reason that base is there, not those sorry ass MPs. Um, so, you know, deployed once, 0506, did some route clearance over there in Baghdad. Um, good times. Started with some great guys, did some great things, was part of a great team. But as I alluded to earlier, I am the world's greatest average soldier. So I am, never went to jump school, never went to ranger school, never went to sapper school, never even read a book about the Q course. To quote my good friend here, I'm just a guy who, when my country called, said yes. Did my time and used my experience in the military, the lessons learned to uh, help me get out and uh, raise my family the best I could. i uh, been married for 18 years. Got married right after 9-11. Had a great wife. She stuck by me, managed not to sleep with Jody while I was gone and not to divorce me. So I was very lucky in that regard. You are a rare, I rare know. breed, sir. I am. Thank you for your service. Yeah, thank my wife for her. Yeah, yeah, I was thank say, my thank wife you. for her non-service <laughs> yeah. to those who were Oh, she, she served you better. Yeah. I, I don't know where I'm going with that, but she, she, she probably she, had you know, it rougher than you did is what I'm saying. She, if she had to deal with your shit, Oh yeah, she her 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 deployment is a lot worse. Her She's deployment, had a seventeen year her deployment. De her deployment, my deployment <laughs> was 18. her vacation. So I'm I'm not exactly an easy person to live with. So no, I got a wife, I got two kids. Um, I got out of the military, I hit the ground running. 
I just started working. Got a job driving a beer truck, of all things. It was great. Delivering kegs of beer for Coors and Miller. Out here in the deserts of Phoenix. You know, and I just beat my brow to the ground. You know, and it's kind of hard because when you get out, I remember when I went to transition to the TAP program, you know, the guy gave me a paper with some numbers on it, told me that if I wanted good unemployment to find somebody in San Francisco and see if I could borrow their residency because unemployment was super high. And, you know, that was it. Here's enough, Yeah, that was it. <laughs> it's like, here's how you get good unemployment. Lie That's and say crazy. you live in a different state than you really do. Oh, yeah. Um, so I got out. How American of you. I know, but I didn't do that. I went home and I was out of I was out of the army about a week before I started working. And the only reason I got a job was because my my wife's father is a good American and was like, "Hey, you need to work," and hooked me up with a job at Coors there. So I started doing that. You know, I did that for a couple years, and you know, it just always felt like something was was off. You know what I mean? Like I wake up every day, there was no purpose. You know, no mission. Looked at it every day, like, what am I doing, man? Like, who am I helping? I mean, I'm helping my family, and that's great. It's very satisfying to put food on the table and take care of your kids and make sure they have everything they need. But in the end, I mean, all I was really doing is just helping people get drunk. Sorry, you know? dude, this strong. That's all right, man. You're okay. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I got a job in EMS. It just kind of lucked out. My old medic got a job in El Paso dispatching helicopters, and Ooh. then they, they moved his comm center over to Phoenix. He got me a job. I wanted to go to school. So he got me a job working nights. I was going to the junior college and dispatching aircraft at night. And that rolled into, you know, just some really good breaks for me, some real luck. Um, my company got sold. A big company bought us. And it turned out the vice president of the new company was actually my cousin who. Did you know? I did not know. I, the only way I found out is she, the VP, came to talk to all of us because they bought us. And she walked in the room and introduced herself, and I was like, "Hey, how you doing?" And then she's like, "She hadn't seen you... me. She hadn't seen me like ten years, fifteen years, so she didn't even know I worked there." Were you guys from Brooklyn? No, we're from. We're actually said, from how, two. How you doing? We're you know we're, that, we're what, from. Were that's... you in Brooklyn? I thought no. You, said... you know what? <laughs> you're you're focusing on all the wrong things. Now, anyway, so anyway, long story short, I got a job in EMS, and I did that, and I was pretty successful at that. Made some decent money, but I was unhappy. I was gonna and I didn't say, know why I was unhappy. Were you happy? What am I doing? I got a great job. I make good money. My kids go to school in the suburbs, and it just it wasn't it wasn't working. My wife and I weren't getting along. <laughs> we were fighting. We were arguing. You, you missed know, the war. You know, I <laughs> I just did not know what was wrong. You know, I was drinking till the middle of the night, calling people at two in the morning, going, "Hey, man." You remember that one time? Fuck, dude, you just did that to me the other night. Come on. Right. See, so, <laughs> you know, it, it just, it was going down, it was going south. It was drinking too much, causing fights, like getting in trouble, and, and, and I didn't know what was going on. And so I finally was like, you know what, I got to find some help. I got I to gotta figure this out. And, um, you know, my wife being, being my rock, she gave me an ultimatum. It was either you figure this out or I'm moving home with mom and dad and we'll go from there. So I started my journey then. At the VA. By like, the way, your fucking wife is cool, and your in-laws are cool. Just saying. Cool. Well, your I wife, met them the your, other day. Your, uh, in, your common-law oh, wife is pretty dude, cool. My, my in-laws are all dead, but that's cool. That's huh? probably why they're good. That's, that's, that's another good way. <laughs> so, you know, I started this journey, and like most guys, I went to the VA, and I went through that. You know, year and a half, two years of run around, not making any progress, not getting any help. 
being told take this pill, that pill, you know, just being blown off. And so I found myself having to find my own help, having to find my own resources, talking to different organizations that, you know, say they help post 9-11 vets, but don't really, we won't say their name, but it sounds like Dundit Doyer Doyek. Um, Wait, what? Yeah, Dundit Doyer Doyek, <laughs> right? So, careful, Gisky. you know. So anyway, we just started this podcast session. Yeah, we're not getting sued. sued. The first one, not the first one. No way. That would be cool. Well, it must. If we get sued the first podcast, then we're doing something right. That's dude. You all right, man? Noonin Norier. All right, get out of your system. It right. Noonin Norier. Noonin Norier Najet. Noonin Norier Najet. It's French. It's immune to know your logic. Wait, what? Get it out. Keep going. We got a lot of shit to talk about, man. I'm sorry. Dude. Get it off no, your no, chest. No, no, no. No, we got to work through some shit, apparently. <laughs> anyway, I struggled. It took me a very long time to navigate the resources out there. And you know what? I didn't do a very good job of doing it. Because I still didn't find the help that I needed. And I still was struggling with issues that many of us face. But you know what? I didn't know that a lot of us go through stuff because I didn't ask and because I didn't seek help. And you know what I honestly didn't do? I didn't ask my brothers. I didn't ask my brothers, are you okay? Have you gone through this? Because I was too proud. There was a stigma. I didn't want anybody to know that I was having trouble. So every time they would talk to me, and they'd see on Facebook, oh, you look like you got a nice life. Your kids are beautiful. You make a lot of money. Yeah, I lied like everybody else. Oh, it's great. Wait. I, it's great. There's nothing Facebook wrong with me. Facebook is not all there, 100% true. No, I, I hate to break it to you, Mario, but people on Facebook sometimes exaggerate the quality of their oh, lives. Oh, man. So I struggled. Uh, my family struggled. And finally, it, through the help of uh, a friend of mine, I found a, a veteran center local here in Mesa. And I just got lucky, honestly, and I found a good counselor. He was a vet himself. He knew how to talk to me. He knew, he understood what I was going through. And so because of him, I started to explore this whole idea of, of helping veterans. Like, how can I help? You know, I, I tried to talking to that same agency from France about <laughs> how to volunteer with them. And, how, and, and, and I just found dead end after dead end you know I mean they're cool they've never helped me but I get a free flashlight every year so I got that going for me but he sparked this thing I'm for like me. A, I got like five water bottles yeah so he sparked this thing in my mind I was like this is what I want to do so I'm still been working in, in EMS and I'm still working at a high level and here, here, let me ask you this at all during that time though while you were doing all this you were still working you were still doing what you're supposed to do. You were still uh, fulfilling your responsibilities, right? I was. I was paying my bills. I was working. But you know what? And I get it but that you you weren't happy, but you were still doing that, right? A, a lot of people quit during that time of – I will call it a time of transition. Well, right? like in my mind – You didn't quit. I didn't quit maintaining the minimum standards, if you will. Right. Okay. I paid the bills. That's a good point. I put food on the table, but I wasn't there. I wasn't a real father. I was mean. I wasn't a real husband. I wasn't giving my family the attention they needed. They were my driving force in the sense that I kept doing things out of my own selfish, selfish pride. Like I 
because I, under no circumstances, would be a deadbeat dad. But think of how much worse it would be if you did not even. And you know, and some, and some of the, the and minimum, and some of the right? reasons that I, I did that, you know, in truth were because I was an NCO, and I was taught by my first sergeant and the leaders in my company, I was responsible for my squad, for my team. I had a basic idea of this is the standard, and in my unit, the standard was you take care of everybody else before yourself. So with my family, I took care of them what I needed to do, and I neglected myself in the sense that I didn't address my own fucking issues. I didn't look at me and go, you know what, Abe, you drink too much. You need to talk to somebody. You're way too angry. There's no reason you should be getting in fights every weekend and this and that and yada yada. And so, but once I did, though, I realized, like, holy shit, you know what, I haven't taken care of my squad, so to speak, because I took care of basic issues, but I did not take care of basic father basic husband issues, things like being supportive, teaching your children, you know, backing your wife. My wife put up with four years of the military and, you know, I was maybe together with her six months the whole time and not even at once because of the training schedule, the deployment schedule, the entire lifestyle of being in the military, right? So I found this, I, found, I had this watershed moment. I found this counselor who not only helped me, but called me out on my bullshit, you know? He was, a, he was an E7 in the Army. And he had fought in the first Gulf War, and he was squared away. And you know what? This dude sat me down and dressed me down to a T and was like, you're full of shit. And that was the first time I ever had anybody besides a first sergeant, like, sit me down and go, hey, asshole, you need to get your shit squared away. And so I was lucky. I was very lucky for that. So what happened was I, I met this dude. I started realizing things, addressing my internal issues, getting help, repairing the damage that I had done to my family. In the meantime, I'm still working EMS. I'm still doing great, still making a lot of money. But you know what? It was There was no purpose. There was no self-service, no selfless service. I was not doing anything to make everybody's life better. And just so you guys know, when I say I worked in EMS, I did not fly any patients. I did not touch any patients. I was business development, so basically sales and marketing. So I was knocking on doors, getting contracts, getting generating revenue, generating flight volume. I didn't save anybody's life. I didn't do... A damn thing to help anybody except get my company's bottom line, you know, where it needed to be. So finally, I got honest with myself. The last piece of the puzzle hit. And I said, you know what? I love veterans. I want to help my brothers and sisters because I had gone through my journey and I had struggled. And I had always wished, like, I wish somebody was there to stop me before I made all these stupid mistakes, before I felt sorry for myself, before I started, you know, acting out on these self-destructive behaviors, right? And so, again, because I focused on the mission that I wanted to, I found a purpose. I actually found an internship for the company that I worked through, through the Vista, AmeriCorps VISTA program, right? And you're welcome. My boy Mario <laughs> was the one. This is how we met. So It was a strange... But fucking, uh, it was it was meant to be. And you know, like I tell you, it was not an easy thing to do because I went told my wife. I said, "Hey, guess what? I got a great job, make about 100k a year. Everything is great. I made enough money in my life. I've accomplished goals. I've owned my own company. I've lost my own company. Yada yada yada. So I'm not happy, and I want to be a better person. I want to be the best me I can be. So if it's cool with you, I'm not going to work for a year." I'm going to just do this internship, and hopefully by doing this, I will find an opportunity to work in this industry where I can actually affect change and help veterans. Well, let me let me say something real quick 
you were going to work for a year. You just weren't going to get paid for a year. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So God bless her. But she said, go for it. You took that opportunity. And so I took you that took opportunity. And, you know, a few months into my internship, the corporation that I was working for, the organization decided to expand and hire another oh. another person. I applied. Boom, I got hired. The and, light. And here we are, right? That's the angel singing, by the way. And so along this journey, I learned, holy, holy crap, there are millions and millions of resources out there for veterans. And there are a few problems. Some veterans don't know, don't know how to look. Some don't want to look. But then some of them are just really hard to find and really hard to navigate. So one of the beautiful things we do is we actually help navigate those resources. So here I am now. This is the next step. Every day I work with veterans and their family members to find employment. And so Mario and I decided we're going to make this podcast. We're going to get the message out. Just like back in the old school days when everybody would gather around on a Sunday evening by the transistor radio. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. That's me. This is my that. new fireside chat. This is how we're going to put stuff out. This is the uh, this is the command briefing. This is the safety briefing. This is all that. This is the op order, the war note, everything all rolled into one. So every episode, you will hear about an issue. We will provide you solutions. We will provide you guidance. We will provide you testimonies of how ourselves or people we know who have gone through this, how they've navigated. And one thing else we're going to do is we're going to hit you with a little nugget called Sergeant's Time. Nugget time. Sergeant's Time is beautiful. I love Sergeant's time. time is exactly what you think it is. For those of you who know, once a week that NCO would gather you around and say, we're going to learn some type of task today. You're going to learn today. So like as a combat engineer, we may learn how to tie demo knots. We may learn how to do demo calculations. As an artilleryman, you guys learn how to shove your fist inside things. I learn how to Wait, right? pull, what you do? pull a langer. Pull that make, string, make, make it go boom. Go boom. That's what I learned. So our topics, Anyways, our topics are going to be life skills. But explain this even further for those people that are not in the military and don't know what sergeant's time is. So sergeant's time is... How would you equate it to civilian If life? you're a civilian, if you're a veteran spouse or family member, you listen, sergeant's time is like you take a certain amount of time each week and you learn a new skill, a new task. Put someone on the spot. You find someone in your, your unit, whatever, and you say, hey, do you know how to do this? And they don't. And they say, okay, teach fine, you. we're going to teach you. Now, our sergeant's time is going to be pretty different. So we're not going to be doing um, military skills, but we're going to learn practical things like how to cook a fucking steak, why you should only drink single malt, how to pick a good wine. How, how to, to treat your lady. Yes, a lot of, lot of advice for the men when it comes and to you ladies. You know what? We're going to do some shit for the ladies, too. Yes. I know we're not ladies. Maybe we'll bring an expert. We will. We'll bring in some females for that. but I mean, I can wear the shit out of some pumps, so I might do that class. No one wants to see that, okay? Well, they don't no have to see, to see it, that. but I can no. talk about it. No, we don't need to do that. We'll see. But, you know, practical skills, too, you like how to dress right for an interview, you know. Oh, shit, don't even start with you know, that. You look, look for some good look for some good topics coming don't, up in the next episodes. Like, don't wear your combat boots to a job interview, man, unless you're applying for a freaking construction job. And even then, man, oh, do not hey, wear and do for not. My, hey, And for my Marines out there, that Eagle Globe and anchor patch on the back of a leather jacket is pretty fucking badass. Not but not when you're applying interview. for a job at J.P. Morgan Chase. Nobody gives up. Fuck that you're proficient in 20 different weapons, man. Nobody cares that you're a combative level 2 instructor. 
Right, exactly. Even if you're uh, nothing. No, it doesn't matter. Never. It, I don't think it will ever matter in the civilian world, man. You're looking for a job? Do what you got to do. I love combatives. I love the military. I love my military patches and logos. And I love my comfortable boots and my freaking cargo pants. And, and yes, I... I slow I, down. I, slow I, down. You should see him. He's getting fucking Jesus, excited. But again. I don't wear them to... Don't wear that shit to an interview. That's it. I mean, I've seen it. You've seen it. We saw it today at a it's, job it's fair, not, as a matter of it's fact. Not, it's not made up. We're not just joking about this See, shit. See, and that's the thing. One thing you can count on with this... We're not trying to talk shit either. One thing We're you not. can count on with this, uh, this podcast is we will talk about issues. We'll do so from a, from a position of strength and positivity. We'll give you real-world examples, but we'll also give you solutions. We're not going to dwell. We're not going to feel sorry for ourselves. You know, we're going to talk about things like your new uniform, how to pick a new uniform when you leave the military, why you need to adjust the way you do. Like one of our, our sergeant times, one of the Sergeant's time. I'm going to play the intro here in a little bit, so keep going. One of the very first episodes of Sergeant's Time will be entitled Your Friend the F Word. I mean, we're mm. going we're gonna to tell you, you know, how you should use the F Word, when you should not use the F Word. And, you know. Give, My opinion? Always. Well, exactly. Fucking I mean, F Word. Wait, which F Word? Fuck? Um, fuck, fucking, <laughs> fucker. Fucking. <laughs> fucked. Not the other one I was no, talking about? No, no. We can't say that? No. Come on, man. So that's it in a nutshell. On. That's All who right. we are. That's Let's what see. we're doing. Mario's going to hit you up with the Sarge's Time theme song. And then we'll uh, close up shop after we'll, this. So let's see. We'll pour see. our last drink and roll out. Ready? Hit it up. Huh. Looks like we got ourselves a genius here. What are you, some kind of rocket surgeon? Task, conditions, and standards. Your other left. We're going to go over FM 6-22. Hey, high speed. You're gonna learn today. Sergeant's time. I'm looking at you, Mario, and your glass looks like it's about empty. Hey, thank I'm you. fucking hungry, dude. Thank you all for, uh... I need another drink, and I need some fucking nachos. Thank you for putting up with our first broadcast. And like we said, we're gonna put this out there, tear it up, chop it up. All the feedback is, is you know, is valuable to us, because we're trying to put out something that's good for you, and it's good for us. And this is just our first episode, so take it easy on us. For McCann, find yourself a purpose. Abe, I'm Mario Given, and we are out.